in this season of, of change. I'm turning the page on that chapter. And it's like, you don't know what's getting ready to happen, but you know it's going to be better than where you were. Now, I don't have one word to really say what it is, but, but I'm reloading. Like, I, I'm going to be better. Welcome to You Better, a show about personal discovery and love. I'm your host, Keisha Garrison, and I'm on that journey of knowing and loving who I really am every day, just like you. I want you to come face to face with yourself and be proud of what you see. My friend, it's time to do better. It's time to you better. Now let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Better. I am so happy to be back. I took a production break during the month of August, and it was a great idea. I spent less time doing and more time being during that time. I was letting myself have thoughts without expectation to immediately turn those thoughts into something useful for someone else other than myself, and it was so great. I also crossed off another big thing off of my life list. I started my locks. I am here now rocking my first retwist. I'm so excited about beginning my lock journey and also made some progress on a lot of my health challenges. So after some failed experiments, my care team and I found some things that really worked to significantly reduce my fibromyalgia pain. So that has been a huge blessing. So my August pause was well worth it. I'll be doing that every year from now forward. And I'm ready. I'm ready to gear up for fall. It's often a season of renewal for so many people. And my guest today is a woman who finds herself in such a season. I'm talking about registered nurse and certified health coach, Latorsha Peak. Now, I met Latorsha in Love Nation. That's the space created and curated by Lovey Ajayi Jones, where we build community, we find courage, and we help each other get the cheat codes to life. I host soul sessions in Love Nation every fourth Sunday of each month, and that is where I met Latorsha Peak. She created the platform Ice Coffee and Self-Care to motivate women to do something every day for their own self-care. And on her podcast and in her book of the same name, she shares lessons from her own life around this topic. She's like your self-care bestie, the one you didn't even know you needed. Um, and her vision is to help all women, but especially those of us who find ourselves at the end of a busy day with nothing left to pour into our own self-care. Her mission is to have you move yourself up on your own to-do list. Latorsha is also a wellness strategist and a consultant who helps businesses and organizations to create environments that promote and support self-care and overall wellness. And I know y'all need that, okay? I've seen what some of these companies are calling a focus on self-care and y'all are missing the mark. So I think you might need to find Latorsha Peak and tap into her genius. With that, I want you to sit back and grab yourself an iced coffee and learn from the wisdom of my guest today on You Better, Latorsha Peak. I want to thank you so much, Latorsha, for joining me on You Better. I'm so excited that you invited me. Like, I don't take it lightly when anybody um, opens up space to share with me. So I just, I really appreciate that because I am a person that really values time and I never want to show up and waste anybody's time. So when somebody invites me to something, I just, I want to be fully present and I just appreciate you offering me that opportunity to just share this space with you today. Oh, that's so lovely. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to know you even more outside of the Love Nation context where we met, you being a person who cares about self-care quite a bit. I am so excited to learn from your life stories and learn from your wisdom. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Uh, so for all of the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you in Love Nation, can you share with me, who are you today, Latorsha? Oh, wow. So I, I knew you were going to ask me this question, of course, right? So It hits different with, when it's happening. It's like, who are you today? And as I, so I'm going to start off with, you know, the, the things that people probably start off with most, kind of talk about their, their titles and roles that they play. And of course, my greatest titles and roles are being a wife. 20, we just celebrated 20 year anniversary. And oh, I, thank you, the mom of a 15 year old boy. 
and I'm a registered nurse, certified health coach, author, speaker, and, and the list goes on and on and on. But if it's okay with you, I want to break it down a little bit more um, yes. as far as who I am today, the you that you are meeting right now. I'm in this space of kind of, I've been kind of saying it's like a blank canvas because mm. when you're on like a, especially a self-care journey or you're doing work on yourself and then you get to this place where you're like, okay, I've made some progress. So I think I want to describe the you, the me right now as reloading, you know, Ooh. preparing for an upgrade. And I think of that, like you think about your devices, okay? Like your, your computers or apps or whatever. And you know, you have to update those periodically or, um, and they make them more improved and they get rid of the stuff that you don't need anymore. That's not useful anymore, that mm -hmm. they give you some more functionality. And then when you get that new laptop or that new phone or whatever, it's thinner, it's lighter. It's not as heavy as it used Ooh. to be. So I feel like I, I'm reloading. I'm like getting ready to be the version 2.2 upgrade. And that's, that's where I am right now. And so some things to describe that, I would have to say it's got more gratefulness to it, um, mm. more joy, more peace, more tools for um, not just surviving, okay? I'm loading with tools that will help me swim when I need to swim, but also help me float when I need to float and not just keep me from drowning. So that, that's where I am right now. So you caught me in this season of, of change. I'm turning the page on that chapter and it's like, you don't know what's getting ready to happen, and but you know it's going to be better than where you were, and 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 that's how I can just that's how, the best way I can describe it right now. I don't have one word to really say what it is, but but I'm reloading. Like I, I'm going to be better, definitely. Just upgrade. You came out the gate swinging, Latorsha. I got <laughs> chills like already, and that was just like a word. A word. I am so excited hearing that. And there's so much of it that really touched me as I think about my own life. But this is, that was an exciting description of who you are today. And I am curious about young Latorsha, say Latorsha from middle school or so. What would she think to hear you speaking like that? Is this who you've always been? Um, I think middle school, high school me would see me today and be proud, be like, oh, look at you, girl. You cute. You, you got you did the thing. <laughs> but I don't think she would understand mm -hmm. the things that I just said because she wasn't prepared for that. She was just, again, learning how to survive, just getting those survival tools to keep to keep from crashing and burning. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you when she sees me, she's going to be like, wait a minute. You don't crash from that anymore. And when I say crash, I'm talking about those triggers, those things yeah. that were happening in middle school and high school where you're just surviving. And so this version is like, I don't crash anymore when that comes back around to me. So I think she would be so proud, so super excited, but really don't understand. Because mm -hmm. growing up, um, if I can get into that a little bit, but growing yes. up, the conversations weren't really there. Um, like we're seeing now with some of the younger generations, they weren't, you know, we weren't taught, taught self-work or how to really prioritize self-care. It's like you come out the gate and you're like, okay, let's go. You got to do these things. You got to check these things off. You got to be this kind of person. You got to do this. And there's only one way to do it. And it's just go, 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 go. But nobody stops to have this deep conversation with us to let us know that there's there's work to do. There's so much, um, I believe, in our history um, through generations that things that were not said. And it's like the conversations yeah. that were needed to be had didn't happen. And I just I, she wasn't ready. She she wasn't no. ready. She wouldn't understand it, um, but would be super, super proud, I think. Yeah. So how did you get the, or what was your introduction to the conversations that you needed to have even with yourself or other people to get you to a next, to your next layers of understanding of what it would mean to not just survive? So I think um, it's been a process. It's a journey. I still not where, you know, I figured it all out. I tell people all the time that I am a work in the progress. I'm continually trying to, to work through things and, 
some of it started, well, let me give you a little backstory with health coaching. I start, I started out with the group fitness instructor. Then I went into the health coaching and I was like, get fit, feel fabulous. You know, that was kind of where I was. I was like, I love exercise. Let's help people eat healthy, things like that. But what I was realizing is that people knew how to eat for the most part. They knew that they needed to exercise, but there was always these other things coming up and in the way, Mm -hmm. right? Life happening. And I started listening to the women. I was like, they don't really need so much how to exercise and um, the meals and things like that, which I was focusing on and they're important, but they needed some survival um, tips. They needed some ways to help them prioritize themselves. That was the issue. And so that's when I really started shifting to self-care um, as the priority. And that's whatever it is that that person says that they that they need. There's not a one size fits all for, for everybody. And so it's, it's crazy, but I realized through helping, starting to help others that I needed some help too. Like I needed yeah. to do this work. And um, one of the things I did through, I wrote a book and let me tell you, writing my book helped me unload so much that I was carrying and it helped me figure out things that I had been holding onto that I just needed to mm. release. And for me, that was publishing you know, my book, but for other people that may be just journaling or that may be having a conversation with somebody. So that started me on the journey. And then I also went to therapy. I was like, well, I'm always telling people to try therapy. So let me just let me just go and and see what it's about. And in the beginning, I was like, well, I get anxious sometimes, you know, because I do. I would get anxious, want to have control of things, you know, just um, those type of things. But we started digging deeper into just Mm -hmm. talking. And I started realizing, wow, I didn't even realize that, that I was responding to things that had happened a long time ago, things that I was carrying, things that I wasn't saying, um, not having boundaries, and just so much. And I tell people, therapy does not cure you. You don't just walk in and and they never fix you, first of all. Let's be you know clear right. about that. You have to do the work yourself. And mm-hmm. that, you know, I know I've covered a lot of points there, but like that's how it kind of really got going. And I just feel very passionate about that. And I've done the work. I've saw the results. I feel lighter. I feel better. Um, And it's just helped me, you know, continue that reload, you know, that that next version that's coming. Yes. I love that you started out talking about the fitness piece, because when I think about some of my healing journey, if you will, like our, I think about our bodies, our muscles have memory, like, and over time, your muscles get used to moving in a certain way and you have to retrain them to do something different or to accept different physical ways of being. But I also do see some of our mental habits, emotional habits, ways that we respond or react to certain things. Like yeah. we have a, we have emotional muscle memory too. Yeah. And when I think about somebody like going to therapy, interrupting that the way that you normally respond to things like you, you have to do a similar thing with your emotional and mental life as people do with their bodies when they're retraining their muscles to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have to add on to that a little bit because that is so perfect. Um, And I like to talk about triggers or things that we've been through. Sometimes we're responding to somebody right now for an event that happened back then. Yes. So that's really important because you've built that kind of memory like you were talking about, you know, it's like, okay, when this person yells, it takes me back 10 years ago when they had that really bad thing happen to them. So now you, you know, retreat or whatever it is you do, you drink, you eat, you know, that unhealthy habit right there. And we have to stop in those moments and say, what am I really responding to in this real time moment and help retrain? you know, those memory muscles and that do that mental work. So that's a great point. All right. It's time for a quick break because I need to talk to the people who might want to book me. So listen, if you are in the position of curating powerful learning experiences, you like what you're learning here on You Better. Let's take this thing to the next level. 
Email me today to book me for your next event or broadcast where personal growth or activating care for different communities and cultures are on the agenda. I am ready to moderate meaningful conversations, deliver insightful interviews, lead learning circles, or to speak about how we can be better to ourselves and others. Tap into my enthusiasm for encouraging us to love and celebrate the richness of our varied experiences. Email me today at info at keishagarrison.co. And don't get it mixed up. That's an I before E in that Keisha, and that is .co at the end. Info at keishagarrison.co. I'll be looking out for your message. Now let's get back to the show. Yes. I want to ask you now about the book, about iced coffee and self-care. You said it was really helpful for you in unpacking a lot of your stuff. I would love to know, first, just kind of breaking down, what do you take people through in the book? And also hear about that process of when you sat down with the, the pen and paper or the computer, wherever you did it on, like, what was that experience like of writing a book about self-care and learning so much about yourself at the same time? So I, um, I never thought I would write a book first, first of all, and really it tells so much about myself to, you know, the world, anybody can go and order the book. So it, it is out there, but I really just started out with things that really, I really feel like impacted me. And one of the thing, one of the chapters is called more than a title. Um, because I think we we take those labels, regardless of whatever it is, and we feel like, okay, that's what I am now. But really, you may be you may carry a title, but you're much more than that. So I started out talking about you know some childhood. I talk about friendships. I talk about social media, relationships, therapy, really just anything, any topic matter in my life that left a mark on me in some type of way, whether um, some were good, some were, you know, middle ground, some probably were bad. <laughs> but <laughs> the, th- the thing is, you have these moments that you go through in life that, that time stamp your life. You know, you may not remember everything that happened to you as a teenager, but you can think of something that's a time mm-hmm. mark. And so I go through different events that happen to me that just stand out and um, that stand out in a way that that kind of given me a direction for how I take care of myself. And I do the work to kind of talk through what could have I done better or things to ask yourself or, you know, how would I redo this thing or just steps to kind of break that down. And what I, it's not just, it's about my life, of course, but my challenge for people is to apply that to their life in the way that they need. Um, there's a chapter called No New Friends, and you, you have to read it. It's not really No New Friends. But, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. And they could say, you know what, I have a friend like this, or I've been through this situation. And so they're able to take that real life thing and, and just relate to it in the way that they need. And then I give some steps at the end as well um, that they could go through. But the process for writing the book, I knew that I had to write because I had started working on some projects here and there, you know, I've got all these files saved. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do these cards. Oh, I'm gonna do this workbook. And I would start on it and it was kind of like, eh, I'll, I'll come back to that. But let me tell you, when it was, when I started writing this book, like I could not write, could not not write. Like any, uh, any free moment I had, it was just like, I'm just, just writing, I'm just I writing. I gotta get this out. Oh, I gotta get this out. And so I knew that 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 was part of the weight coming off of me. I'm like, let me get some more out. Let let me get this out. And so writing the book was was a joy. It it really Mm -hmm. was a joy. And sometimes you think you're doing work for others, but it's actually the work that you needed to do for yourself. And, Mm -hmm. And that's really what I felt felt through that. Do you feel like you were different at the end of the process of writing the book? I felt like I was different for sure. Um, but I really felt like I was more different after it was published once it was mm. truly out there. Cause it's like, I was still kind of carrying it everything until it was yeah. out there. It's kind of like, okay, I'm free now. It, it's out there. I've got it off of me because, mm-hmm. um, you know, having it still on your computer in a file or, you know, a sample book or whatever, you're like, okay, yeah, I I did this thing. But when you put it out there, it's like, there's nothing, you know, people can't, 
you, you ever hear what people say, well, they can't hold that against you or can't anybody bring that up or they can't say, well, this, that and the other. And I'm like, can't nobody say that it's, it's out there, you know, yeah. so it, it frees me, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of ideas of things that they want to do or like dreams on a list somewhere. And it's hard to get that from the idea to the action stage where I did it. Like when you went through that, that push of, okay, I've written this thing. It's a joy. It's on the computer. And now I'm going to publish it and put it into the world. How did you go from like, go into the action phase of, okay, I'm going to publish this or does it was maybe you already had experience in publishing and this was easy for you, but let me know. No, I, so I self-published my book. I had no idea how to get a book from pen to paper to on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. No earthly idea, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but Google University <laughs> online, I did, you know, I just went through some steps there. It's out there. Um, and I used some resources that were online as well to help do the design, to set the book up. There are people out there. Um, you do have to pay some people. A lot of people aren't doing this stuff for free, but <laughs> it's an mm-hmm. investment, of course, but it can be done. And it was never anything that made me slow up the process because when you're doing something and you really got a story to tell or you got something to release, you like, I'm going to figure it out. That's kind of like somebody mm-hmm. that, that's hungry and got to eat. It's like, I'm going to figure mm-hmm. it out because I'm going to get something to eat. So they just doing what they got to do. And that's really what it was, was for me. I mean, I spent the time on the computer. I'd start out in a regular Word document and just started typing. Um, I, I would do some chapters on pen and paper, and then I would type it up when I had time. But I had somebody do some editing work for me. I found somebody online that did the set for me, did the design. I had a photographer, my, my photos on the front. And that was another thing to put your photo on a front yeah. of a book. It's like, oh my God, I really, I really did this. Like leave no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were the, the insecure, is it insecurities? Like what were the thoughts you had to overcome when you were thinking about your face on the cover of your book? Um, I will tell you, I had some people you know, I got feedback from a few friends and, you know, some people. And one of the things somebody said that kind of stood out to me, but I pushed forward anyway, but they were like, do you think people will buy your book with a black woman on the face of it? Mm. You know, you could open up a bigger audience if you had something different on there. And I did sit with that for a while. And, you know, they could be correct. Who knows? But I thought it was important that people that look like me see me there on the front of the book, because I do believe that um, our, we are really in a place where we don't focus on ourselves. I mean, things are starting to change some with younger generations, but they need to know, hey, there's somebody like me talking about self-care. Let, let me just see what she got to say, because she's relatable to me. And yeah. that is that is my target audience, because I am a Black woman. So like, I can share my relatable stories, our culture, and things like that. And when you read the book, you, you will, some of the references that are in there and some of the, yeah. I reference some songs um, and some phrases and how I say things, you know, so it's very relatable to that audience. So that's what pushed me forward to, to go ahead and do that. And on the cover, I'm, I don't, the, the photo wasn't that great that particular day, but I'm actually looking out um, over the Atlantic ocean. I live here on the coast. And so that was, the water is very freeing to me it's very calming and peaceful. And so I was like, I need to be here looking over the safe space. They need to see me um, in that. So once I got past having my face on it, you know, just from a comfort level and find, found that kind of push to push forward, it, it wasn't bad at all. I I was like, this is good. (laughs) Yes. They need to see me. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I think that not, trying to, let me back up. When you're trying to talk to everyone, sometimes you end up talking to no one Mm. because your message gets so watered down, trying to touch every single life that the people who have had an experience like yours Mm -hmm. can't get the full strength message that they could have gotten Mm -hmm. if you were willing to like stand firm in the full strength of you. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I think we think, 
oh, we're, we're an N of one. And yes, we're each individual and unique, but there are thousands of people who've had experiences like ours. And if we can speak the truth of us, then it will resonate with other people who've lived that kind of truth too, or who need to hear that truth in your style. Yeah with yeah. the references that you would use and in the vibe that that you would bring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what it ended up being. You know, that's why I'm like, I'm just going to push forward. And, you know, you, you asked me the question about middle school and high school me. Like, middle school me would have loved to have seen someone like me on a book. And I have to say, I have been like a self-care, self-work book girl forever. Like even ah. in my younger days, when I was at the bookstores, like those are the kind of books I've been reading forever. And that, let I me mean, add to my um, response on that. That's kind of part of why I was like, I can write this book because I've been reading all the books and I was reading books and I was like, I can write a book. Like you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm not really learning new things because I've mm. learned and gathered so much information al- along the way. So that may be something helpful to somebody that's wanting to write a book. It's like you're reading all these books and you're sitting there thinking, I could write this book. I'm not learning a whole lot yeah. more. So it's time for me to put my story together and let other people learn from that. Absolutely. I think it could apply to several things too. I, sometimes I have found myself overdoing it on the, the the webinars or the the current courses and certifications and things you think you need more 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 but sometimes i've found myself in a room with people who i would have assumed oh they got it i'm trying to get to where they're at and i'm like wait a minute how did i end up knowing more than you about this it's just because you have to honor the effort that you have actually put in to it already and like you're looking for the all these stamps it's like one day you're going to have the stamp that you're the expert at the thing. And sometimes like, you know, you know what you're talking about. Trust Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that is very, very important. We've got a lot of tools and it doesn't matter how many tools you keep putting in that box. If you don't ever take them out, you're never going to build anything. Right. <laughs> All right. Got eight screwdrivers of impact in the box. Like you don't need a ninth screwdriver. Sometimes start building with the tools you have. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So now that you have read all those books and you've written your own book on self-care, I'd love to hear just some a few nuggets, if you will, of how you see self-care. Because I think sometimes people hear self-love, self-care, self-discovery, personal development, and they're just like, all of it's starting to sound like focus on yourself, soup. But specifically, self-care. How do you see that that concept and that that topic and what is it that we're talking about when we talk about self-care? For me, a lot of times it's about what I need in the, in the moment. And that moment, we usually know when we're in that moment. We Our body starts to feel different, whether it's we're breathing fast, our heart's beating fast, we can't think straight. Like, you know when you're in a moment of something's not right. So in those yeah. moments, it's like, okay, let, let me breathe. Let me just hold, sit for a minute. What is it that I need? And really being able to have that conversation with your with yourself. Let me tell you, let me tell you, people, a lot of people struggle with sitting with themselves because they it is hard to deal with all the things that's going on in the mm-hmm. inside. And I think that's an opportunity to take that pen out or to take your phone, make some notes, get that stuff out of your head, but really focusing on what you need in the moment. And a lot of people, this is my, I I don't call it a pet peeve because it's real and it's necessary, but a lot of people hear self-care and the first thing they start doing is talking about, I need to lose weight. I need to exercise, but it's bigger than that. Like we can Mm -hmm. have all the gym memberships. We can have all the, the exercise equipment. We can have the bikes, all of that stuff. But you do, if you don't really deal with what's going on and what you need, it's not going to help you in the way that you need. You know, there are a lot mm-hmm. of thin people out there that are on the verge of just falling apart because mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to sit with themselves. They don't know how to really get to the root of, of what's going on. And that may not happen in that one moment. Of course, it's going to take some time, but really beginning to say, hey, why is my heart beating so fast? Why, when that person walks into the room, 
I feel some kind of way. You know, yes. when when I get in the get out of the car to go into this job, like why am I mad? Like <laughs> <laughs> before I even go in. <laughs> before you even go in, go into the job. So really just doing that self-work, I think it's really, really important. And it takes some time to get there. I ha- I talk about a self-work folder. I have it on, on my phone in the notes app. I just have different mm-hmm. things in there and questions that I ask myself. And at first I thought it was kind of corny. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what this is about, but it really <laughs> works. <laughs> and it works because of this, Keisha. When you're having the moment and you don't know what's going on, you can't process correctly. You know, you just all over the place. But mm-hmm. if you've made yourself some notes, you're like, oh yeah, is this really happening to me or happening to somebody else? I do this reality check as well. Like, mm. <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. have different things that, that are important to me. And I realize how I'm responding to those things. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's one of the big things. I hope I answered your question. I know I took us on a journey. <laughs> no, the journey was good. I mean, I, what I've heard too, in addition to the like weight loss and that kind of thing, when people talk about self-care, they immediately go to things like, oh, bubble baths and manicures and kind of this very kind of buy yourself experiences into self-care kind of a kind of a thing. And and I would it's like something about that's not working for me in terms of how I can see self-care. That's definitely like it's nice to pamper yourself and give yourself experience of someone else's taking care of something for you. Um, but what helped me was when I would think about, am I doing for me the things that I did for my kid? Because I take care of my kid. I make sure that she has the food that she needs. I make sure she has the rest that she needs. I actually, you know, clothe her appropriately. Like there were just things that I would do to take care of another person. And I had to be honest with myself at one point and be like, do I actually give the time to me to actually take care of myself the way that I do for another person. And there would be little things that I think over time I have noticed, okay, this is a place where you can improve, be it breathing (laughs) or noticing those moments where I'm like, my body is reacting to this person or this situation. Mm -hmm. Do that question. What do I need to take care of myself? I'm not feeling well. I don't feel well in this moment. What do I need to feel better and feel well in this moment? Okay, I might need to distance myself from this person. I might need to take a walk right now so I can actually remember to breathe so I can think straight and make my next steps. I I might actually be hungry or thirsty and I'm not handling this well because my body doesn't have the things that the brain needs to actually handle it well. But when I was like, let me slow down, we move at the speed of Keisha and be like, down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> are you taking care of your body, your mind, your spirit when you are going through the day? Yeah. And for me, that it usually never means like going to get a manicure. That has like nothing to do with my self-care for my for me personally. But I just was like those experiences of luxury and massages and things, they have a purpose inside of my self-care, but that's not all that self-care is for me. Yeah, uh, like I can definitely a- appreciate that. I have a couple of examples. I remember the first time I went to guided meditation, like a yoga guided meditation. I was like, are you for real? Like, I'm just laying here. Like, what is the purpose of this? I could be doing all the things right now. And you got me behind because we just laying here on the floor. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but that was a sign. I had all the thoughts, all the things going through yeah. my head. I couldn't even clear my mind. That was a problem mm-hmm. in itself. I can't even stop yes. and clear my mind. Like that's that's an example. You're doing too much. You've got too much going on. If you can't take, you know, a 20 minute, 30 minute session and just have your mind clear and focus on a guided, peaceful meditation. Now, I do yes. understand that that is not for everybody. My husband and I, uh, we had this reference you may remember from Bad Boys, <laughs> where he does the woo-saw to, <laughs> to breathe. And so we came up with this thing, and it really hit for my husband. Um, our woo-saw is not the same, okay? Mm. My woo-saw moment is the, the candles, the smell good. I need quiet. Mm-hmm. 
My yes. husband wants to turn all the way up. Like the music is blasting. Like it's totally different. And because he's doing his own self-work journey too. But he's like, once I stopped trying to do the things that you were doing and Ooh, found got good. back to what was important and what worked for me, he's like, I feel so much better. I can relax. He can relax with the music blasting. That tears mm-hmm. my nerves. I'm like, oh God, like, <laughs> please, please yes. stop, stop doing that. So you have to find what works for you. That doesn't mean not try other things because sometimes mm-hmm. people do need help um, of ideas. But, yeah. but if going to the nail salon doesn't work for you, that's okay. Find something else. I mm-hmm. go to the nail salon um, and get a basic something done, but it tears me up when they're messing with my, those, oh my God, it is stressful. This is what I'm saying. It the whole stressful. time, I'm like, can you can you stop with the, my cuticles, that skin? Yeah, that's that, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm managing the situation. Yeah. I'm like, not relaxed. Like, is, that, is that blood? Like, did you nick me? <laughs> and so it, it really isn't a pleasant event for me like, at all. I know some people just love it. The hair salon, I go because I want to look good, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy the experience of it. Like, no. that's not a yeah. self-care day to me. Um, it's mm-hmm. going to help me as I go on because, again, remember, I value time. So if I yes. don't have to do my hair, I don't have to prep it at night and do all these different things and then redo it in the morning, that saved me a lot of time. So that's why I like these easy go-to protective styles that I can go to. So that's why I appreciate the hair salon. Not because, oh, it's just a lovely day at the salon. No, that's, that's <laughs> not my story. Like if I could make it do what it do myself, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said try different things. Um, and Because sometimes if you try meditation, some people are like, I don't want to do that. But sometimes you need something, but you don't know yet because you've never tried it and maybe given it a little bit of time to see, is this... Is this something I haven't tried because I don't understand it yet? And it's hard to understand the value of something until you try it and see if you get a any benefit out of it. And so I think that that is a, a really good thing for people to take away is that you might need to be open to some things you've not done before just to see, yeah. could there be some benefit for me? Yeah. And sometimes you have to go alone. I hear so many yeah. people saying, I don't have anybody to go with me or I need somebody to do this thing with me or to try it out or to support me. Sometimes you got to start this walk by yourself. And what is interesting, when people see you on your journey of taking care of yourself, they see you looking good. They see you not arguing anymore. They see this peace over you. They want to know what you did. Okay. Because they're like, wait a minute, something's different about Mm -hmm. her. Or if it's a guy, something different about that person. It's like, go start by yourself. You'll be surprised. People will start joining you because they see you doing the work and it, it it's contagious. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, and I'll use this ex- mm-hmm. example with, you know, like um, weight loss or getting in shape. Nobody want to start with you. Don't nobody want to go to the gym with you. Don't <laughs> nobody want to eat the salad with you. No. But when they start seeing your results, they're like, what what you do? People will always ask someone that has had a, um, a weight loss journey. They'll say, well, what did you do? What kind of workout you do? You know, you see the celebrities when they have these transitions. Everybody want to know, what did they do? You know, they yeah. started. That's what they did. They started doing they something. started, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I helped myself with, or it's a question that I asked myself when I had a whole bunch of physical therapy exercises to do um, for some issues I was having with my back. And I'm like, it took years for my back to get in the condition that it had gotten in. And I was just, but... In, in the moment, I'm just like, oh, this is so frustrating. I have to do this every day. I got to do these back exercises every day. And then when I we put them all together of like, okay, what's the minimum that this would, the time this would take? It was like 12 to 13 minutes. And then I had to say to myself, Keisha, if are you worth 13 minutes of your own day? Mm. If you, if the answer to that is no, then we have a major problem. If you can't carve out 13 minutes every day of your days that belong to you (laughs) to do these things that will actually help take care of you and will cause you less physical and mental stress because being in pain a lot causes upset. That's more than just the feel of pain that you have in your body. So I'm like, I have to be worth 13 minutes a day. It got to be. Yep. got to be worth 13 minutes a day. And then once I did that, then it would just be like more and more minutes 
that I would carve out or just time or things or commitment to myself, but just beginning and like, and that question helped me to begin with those exercises. Yeah, because I, I always kind of compare that to what we give to our jobs or our business. Oof. It's like you giving them everything you got. Like they ask you for some extra, you like giving extra, you doing this, you doing somebody else's job, you giving them everything you got and you can't give yourself a little something, you know, just a little, some, l- little it's a something. Scotch. It's a scotch. <laughs> it's like, and I, I joke around and I was like, people giving everything to these jobs, they don't even like their jobs. Like they don't even want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't. And then the thing is, I tell people all the time, you are the only one who has the full context of everything you need. No one else in your life waking up in the morning, not your manager, not your partner, not anybody in your life is waking up with the first thought, you know what? Let me see what Keisha needs. And let me see if she's got all of her stuff together because they have to do it for themselves. And so if you're not your primary caretaker, then you don't have one. And that's a scary way to be living. Wow. That is right. I mean, that is so, so true. I think we've got to put ourselves first. And I hear a lot of people say, well, I can't put myself first. I have kids. I've got, you know, family members. I'm responsible for all of these people. But what you don't realize when you don't put yourself first, you're not helping them. You can't show up in the best way that they need you, especially if you're not taking care of health issues. Because if you go out of, you know, you have to sit down for whatever reason, where does that leave them? You know, if if you truly are the sole everything to these people. Um, I say that to the moms. If you truly are everything, what happens when you don't take care of yourself and now they just out there like you can't even be yourself so that's something I have to remind people for of and don't be afraid to let people figure it out for themselves and that has been a message that I had to take on Um, I know my son Mm -hmm. I use my son as an example and he's older now so I know you can't do certain things with certain age but let them figure it out like give give them a moment I tell this story about my son he didn't start walking until he was um, like right at around one, you know, all the other little kids, they're moving around and stuff. And he was so content. And I remember the pediatrician asking me about some processes that I did. So I would put him in his, he had a little pack and play, playpen thing. And I would sit him in there. I would give him his little toys. I'd have, you know, the Disney, the Mickey Mouse cartoon, whatever he was watching on. I would get him some little snacks. I put his sippy cup. I put everything in there. <laughs> And she's like, he doesn't have any reason to go anywhere. Like you put, you made everything so simple. Why would they do anything? You're already doing everything. So I, that's a small example, but we can use that in, in our jobs as well. You go into work and you're doing everything. You're already like, here you go. This is this, you know, I already did this extra work for, you know, they ain't paying you for that, but you just over the top trying to do everything. Let yep. some people figure some things out and just sit back. And you'll be surprised that a lot of people can do the things that you thought you were the only one that could do it. Absolutely. And then they get to build their muscle over time and it's better for them in the long run too. Not And when I think about all the people, like there's so many people who need that, that motivation of, you know, they're a caretaker, they're a caregiving person. They're really a helpful hearted soul and they want to be, to take care of themselves to be there for other people, that message resonates because of that giving heart. And I also wanna say to that person, like you're also worth it though. Mm -hmm. Like it, in addition to the presence that you want to maintain for those other people and the help that you wanna be here to give them, still know that you're worth it. When that analogy comes down about putting your mask on on the airplane before you help somebody else, And it's like the notion of like, you won't be able to help them if the oxygen goes out on you. Mm -hmm. And I would say to the person, but also can we acknowledge that you just need the air? Like it ain't even just about you being here for the other person. Can we first focus on the fact that you do need that air (laughs) and you deserve it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is good. That's, I do want people to settle into that energy of like, you got to get to that place, though, if your your motivation and your root has so much been wrapped up in how can I take care of folks and I feel of service and I feel of value when I'm helping other people. 
you grow up like that, it's hard for you people tell you like, put yourself first. And it's like, that sounds terrible. That sounds selfish. <laughs> let, let me just add this one more point in there. We also have to stop helping people that didn't ask for our help. Well, she's so, coming for people's necks now. Look, I just got I got to yes. say this. And and I've learned to do this in conversations as well, but when people are talking to you about a situation or something's going on, oftentimes we interject ourselves in there, well, this is what you should do or let me do this for you. They already had a, they may have already knew what they were going to do. They just wanted someone to talk to. They just wanted someone to listen. And so we've got to start maybe asking people, do you need, do you want me to give you advice or do you just want me to listen? Or do you even need my help? Too many times we're trying to save people that they're not even drowning. Like they're just floating Mm. along, but we jumping in trying to pull them out the water. They okay. They okay. They just have some commentary about how the water feels. They want to talk about it. (laughs) That part. Yes. Are there any books that you might want to suggest to people that maybe helped you in your journey, I guess, when you were doing all of that research and reading along along the way? Oh, wow. I think um, there's a book I read by Glennon Doyle recently um, called Untamed. And mm. there was something that she talked about in there. She talked about the um, the cheetah. She tells a story about a cheetah. And how they throw the ball out and the cheetah takes off running after the ball and everybody's entertained. But there's a moment where the cheetah looks around and is like, but why am I doing this? Like, (laughs) 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 and and because it's been been trained to do that. It's like, you're not a dog, you're a cheetah. Like, and you're so powerful and you're so fast, but you've been contained to do this one thing. So I really, I thought that was a good book for somebody that's looking to maybe try to be their authentic self. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, the Fear Fighter Manual by Lovey Jones, Ajayi Jones, of course. Um, I love her book. I've got two copies in there. One of the things I love in her book that she talks about is um, find your helpers. And yeah. when she goes into rooms, she talks about, you know, says a prayer, God send me my helpers. So I think that, stands out in that book for me. I'm like, God, send me my helpers because there are people out there that want to help people in the way that they need, but we just have to be able to find those people out there. So those two popped in my head. Um, Dr. Rita Walker has a great book about um, black mental health. I think everybody should read that. It really opens up that conversation in our community about mental health, which is good. And um, I'll leave it at those three. There's a lot of them. There it is. Well, that's a great list from Latorsha Peak, author of Ice Coffee and Self Care, which is the first book that you got to get. So, thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. So, in this stage of Latorsha two point two mm-hmm. and beyond, <laughs> what will it look like as you as you continue to upgrade and become and continue being more of of the you that you need to be? What is what does it look like for you to you better going forward? I really think to, to you better, um, I vision more flow, mm-hmm. just more flow. And you always hear the um, comparison to the river, you know, just being able to go with the flow and just know that these are just moments in time that whatever situation I'm in, it's going to pass. And it's not necessarily a bad situation, even the good situation. So if I'm having a good day, take that in with everything I got, because the river's going to keep flowing. I'm going to keep going. And there are going to be some bad times along the way. But again, that's just a a moment. And for me, that looks like pushing past fear and anxiety and having to have control and being able to say yes more. And I talk about saying, if I can't say yes, then I can say okay. But not being afraid and being able to do those things that that bring me that joy, that peace, that thing that I just want to do. More flow. More flow. More flow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me on You Better, Latoya. Thank you for having me. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. All right. It is time for a quick break. 
Y'all, let's talk about books. You know how at the end of every episode, I give you some resources and often those resources are great books that I think would really pair well with the things that we're learning and doing here on You Better. So for that reason, the podcast is affiliated with bookshop.org. Bookshop is an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. So whenever you head over to bookshop.org slash shop slash you better and purchase my recommendations, you are not only supporting your own self-love and self-discovery journey, you are also helping to keep local bookstores as an integral part of our culture and communities. And on top of that, you are also financially supporting the production of You Better. Again, that's bookshop.org slash shop slash you better. Head over there to get shopping. Okay, now let's get back to the show. What a great conversation with Latorsha. I hope you all got as much out of it as I did. Some of the things that I'm still sitting with from this episode are, one, this idea about reloading, thinking about your next version, that metaphor of us needing a system upgrade, much like software on a machine. You have different things that you are going to encounter and need to deal with in different seasons of your life. What what programs do you need to refresh or fortify? What's the system upgrade that you need for this next level of life that you have to enter into? Love that metaphor. Also, she hit us with the tools in the box. How many screwdrivers do you have in there? How strong are you in one area where what you really need is a wrench? Like thinking about what's in your toolkit. You can't use the toolkit if you're not making sure you have the right necessary tools inside of it. Love that. And also I'm thinking about muscle memory. That's a big one. Muscle memory in the physical sense that our bodies get used to doing certain things. And we have to sometimes train our body to do something different. Our brains, our emotions, all of that is the exact same. We get trained to behave and respond in certain ways. How can you train your, the muscle memory of your mind, the muscle memory of your emotions to react in a more healthy way to certain things or to react in a way that better takes care of you if your muscle memory was wired to take care of other people, even if it costs you a lot. So those are some of the things that I'm sitting with Let me know what's on your mind. I am on Instagram for the most part. I don't do a lot of the other socials. So find me at Keisha underscore Garrison and let me know what you are sitting with or thinking about for this episode. I would love to hear from you all. You can even ask me questions. You never know. We might introduce a question segment to the show, but we'll see. For now, I hope you learned something today that will help you to do better. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you found value in this episode, share it with a loved one. That's the main way we keep the show going and growing. And please leave a rating and a review for me. Let me know what's on your mind. All right. I'll see you next week.